Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here at Napa Broadcasting as we continue our conversations with those that are bringing films to the Napa Valley Film Festival. We're going to talk about a feature that is coming up in the narrative competition today as I'm joined by Maria Mayaya. She is the writer, producer, director of Bring Me an Avocado. Maria, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you here. First of all, tell us a little bit about your background as a filmmaker. Okay, so this is actually my directorial debut. I've made uh, many, many shorts, and I actually made a feature that I call my secret feature when I was 23 (laughs) um, that never saw the light of day. Um, But I work as a commercial producer, and my background is actually in theater. I studied theater in Austin, Texas, and I'm originally from La Paz, Bolivia. So I moved to the United States uh, to study theater in college when I was 18. Mm Mm-hmm. And how did this particular film, Bring Me an Avocado, how did it come about? How did the story come to you? You're also the writer on it as well as the producer and director. I am. Um, So I actually started writing Bring Me an Avocado in 2014 when my mom was diagnosed with a terminal illness. Um, And writing the film, putting the mom in a coma, was my way of exploring and focusing on what the family was going through and not focusing on my mom's illness per se. Because what I wanted to show was how grief was affecting everybody in my family so so differently um, and how it caught everybody off guard. So putting the mom in a coma and writing the story was like a cathartic way to me, for me to kind of explain what a ro- roller coaster the experience of grief is, especially when you're grieving for somebody that hasn't passed, right? Like grief, the experience of grief for someone who is not yet gone is very different. Is there a difference in the way we react to grief as opposed to sort of a broader sense of tragedy? Or are they both tied together, do you think? I think that to a certain extent they are tied together. Because uh, so tragedy, I think, is like something we expect to live a very full life, right? Like I think in our heads we all think that a full life is we get to grow old surrounded by the people that we love and we've had a successful career and, you know, just experience life to its fullest extent. And I think that a tragedy is what happens when that is cut short, right? For some reason or another. Um, and the truth is that like, it happens to most of us. Most of us have lose somebody in an unpredictable way, right? Most of us go somewhere along that line of a successful and fulfilling life. Um, and I think that the grief is something that's like attached to that. And in many ways, it's, it really reflects, those kind of moments really reflect who we are. Absolutely. Um, I think that we all discover, when we're caught off guard like that, you know, in such a raw way, we discover who we are at a different level, right? How we, the way that we react to things isn't necessarily how we'd expect ourselves to react or how we imagine our best selves would react in certain situations, even though we always, of course, have the best of intentions. Tell us a little bit more about the film and about the characters and the story that, that's woven around the things we've been talking about. Yeah, um, so the main character of the film, uh, Robin, is the one that goes into a coma. The main character of the film is actually her husband, George, um, and he is a Latino man. And when his wife goes into a coma, he is forced to kind of try to maintain a life for his two young daughters. So it's him and his two young daughters, uh, Matilda and Isabel, like a tween and a six-year-old that he's trying to maintain a life for. And in that world, the Robin's sister and her best friend are very, very present. 
because they're trying to help and make sure that the girls have a feminine presence in their life, you know, and that everything is going smoothly. So their way of support is by being overly involved in this process. Talk a little bit about the backdrop for the story, where it's set, and a little bit about that. Sure. Um, So we filmed almost the entirety of the film in Oakland, California. Um, We had a 12-day shoot. Nine out of those 12 days, we were filming inside of a house um, in Oakland. And the rest of the film took place across the Bay Area. Like, we had exteriors in San Francisco, um, Daly City. We shot the three like two days in a hospital that was in Daly City. Um, so we kind of like just ran around the Bay Area trying to capture this film. And the cast in the film? The cast in the film, the little girls are local to the Bay Area, um, as is Molly Ratterman, who plays the sister. And Candace Roberts is also a Californian. Bernardo is, uh, is from Bolivia as well. He was from Cochabamba in Bolivia. <laughs> and Sarah Burkhalter, who's originally from Texas, she's the woman who plays Robin is actually now a New Yorker, so a little bit of everywhere. And talk a little bit about the experience of doing your first feature and a little bit about what that experience was like for you. How was it in line with what you expected, and what were some of the surprises along the way? I mean, it was a really incredible experience that I'm still very, very grateful for. Um, Like developing an independent film, the development phase takes so long, right, trying to gather the funds for it, you know, and adjust the story to like fit your location. Cause when we're writing, you know, when you're imagining a story and the world that you create in your head, isn't necessarily the same one that is around you or the resources that you find. Right. Um, and that world has to match all of the other creators that you're collaborating with in the project. Like one of my favorite things about film is what a collaborative art it is. Cause there's so many people on there and everybody has like the utmost respect for their own art, whether that be the makeup artist or the gaffer who's lighting every scenes to make sure that the emotions are correct. They're all creating the film, right? The film that they saw in their heads based on the script. So it's kind of like this art of braiding it all together to make a movie, which is a very beautiful and vulnerable experience. Um, I'm super, super happy and proud of the final product that we made together. I think that the story is very beautiful and that it speaks for itself, you know? I think that people very much relate to the characters in the film. And it was a very humbling experience to make it. I mean, we shot the whole thing in 12 days, but, like, the whole development phase of raising funds, going to pre-production, that took almost a year and a half. So it was it took a lot to get there, you know? There were a lot of times where we weren't sure we were going to be able to pull through, but we definitely did, and... I like what we what we came out the other end with. And what's next for you, Maria? Um, I'm working on a few other projects, collaborating with some very exciting artists. But we've got a feature in the works right now, and I'm also working on a pilot and a couple of short films that I'm hoping to develop in 2020. And the film Bring Me an Avocado has screened at some film festivals already. Talk a little bit about the audience reaction that you've seen. Yeah, so we actually won the audience award at CineQuest, where we premiered. Um, People very, very much loved the film there. Then we screened at Dubuque Film Festival in Iowa. We just recently screened at Red Rose, which was in Pennsylvania. Um, We screened in Montana. We screened in Vail. We've been around the block a few times, and it's been great. Um, We've had a very wonderful experience with audiences who are very, very moved by the film. 
Um, there isn't a single screening in which once we walk out the doors, there isn't at least two people waiting for us because they want to talk a little bit more and they didn't have a chance to get their questions in during the Q and a, or they're trying to have a more intimate conversation about it. So it's been, that's been very rewarding in and of itself. Well, we certainly look forward to seeing the film and seeing you here at the Napa Valley Film Festival. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. I am so excited about going to Napa. We're counting down the heartbeats to get there. So <laughs> right. Hope I get to see you guys really soon. All right, Maria. Thank you. You are listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.